When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we get set to bring sanity to an insane world. we got a lot of different topics to run through throughout the course of the day. Um, Giving you a little bit of a roadmap of where we are headed. Uh, in the third hour, we're going to dive into the Elon Musk interview with Tucker Carlson. What have we learned? What is the impact of the decisions that uh, that Elon has made so far as it pertains to the future of free speech, uh, in particular in big tech companies and in social media? Uh, and uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy that discussion. Buck is going to get us uh, rolling in the second hour as we talk about two different recent shooting cases than the way that they are being covered and how the media continues to try to divide us by arbitrarily focusing on outlier incidents to essentially drum up racial antagonism in this country. But I wanted to start uh, with what I think is a simmering and potentially soon to boil over issue for the Biden White House. And that is in, uh, that is the focus on transgender athletes and this idea that joe biden continues to push and i say joe biden but i continue to refuse to believe he actually believes it and if he ever has a press conference i would love to have him directly asked why he believes biological men should be able to compete against women uh but ron DeSantis's team came out with a spoof as the bud light attack continues they did a spoof if you remember the real men of genius ads that Bud Light used to run. Uh, they would make fun of uh, a guy who was doing something not that genius, 
but they would kind of mockumentary style uh, in a humorous fashion praise whatever that was. And I bet a ton of you remember the real men of genius uh, ads because back in the day, and I know this is stunning, beer companies used to try to make you laugh because they associated beer with having fun as opposed to beer uh, that wanted to celebrate the fact that men who have penises decide that they are women, which is where we are today. Uh, But this ad, I want you to listen to it. It's only 30 seconds. Very funny. Well done parody of the original Real Men of Genius Bud Light ads. Listen. Team DeSantis presents Real Men of Women's Sports. Today, we recognize the men who've hacked the system. Hacked the system. Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion. You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real men steal first place. Because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well, women. Buck, this is, I think you win a lot of times with humor, with satire, with ridicule. Unlike the absurd, maybe we need to contrast the Saturday Night Live uh, ridiculous uh, commentary over the weekend with that ad that we just played, which is obviously parody. It's designed to make people laugh. It is ricocheting around social media because I think many of you out there are sitting around thinking to yourself, how in the world did we end up in a place where men are becoming women's champions? And if you even dare to mention it, it's considered transphobic by the left. This is something that is, I think, Buck, and it's in my new book, which is going to be out August 8th. I think this is an 80-20 issue. If it is hammered home, the idea that a man can identify as a woman and become a champion is so patently absurd to virtually everyone out there, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, you name it. This is a 80-20 issue. We have uh, the SNL clip that you mentioned, actually. Which, I, but I mean, I, I also feel like we could have Doctor Galley Weekitz weigh in <laughs> on exactly what's going on in America today. Doctor Galley Weekitz, for those of you who remember your Bud Light ads from twenty years ago, would certainly know what's happening today. You mean Doctor Galakowitz? Um, yes. Here is Saturday Night Live trying to push the propaganda line. Play it. There are now over 14 states that have passed bills restricting health care for trans kids. Listen to that, Michael. Yeah. Restricting health care for kids. For some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. If you don't care about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about freaking kids' lives. Wow, wow. I mean, this is, I, I just want this is honestly... Soviet-level propaganda. Yes. I mean, it really is important. Everyone understands. This is coming from Saturday Night Live, NBC, you know, the, the Peacock Network, you know, the whole corporate umbrella that it's under. Um, this is coming from people who are actively misleading with the words that they use, the way that they frame this issue. We're not just talking about health care, okay? I could make the same case for, hey, maybe we shouldn't be telling people who have body integrity disorder, a body identity integrity disorder, um, which is when you think you shouldn't have a limb, you could make the case that re- surgically removing a healthy limb because somebody has a mental health issue. This is a real thing, by the way. You can Google it. It's a real psychological disorder. I'm sure if you asked any psychologist about it th- today, they'd say, oh, it's not real. Oh, they do ham and haw, because unfortunately, there are more commies in the medical profession who are psychiatrists and psychologists than anything else, than any other uh, place in the medical profession. But if you said you're denying someone health care, Clay, you won't let them 
You won't let them have a surgically. Why? It would be so much safer if you let the surgeons remove their healthy leg or their healthy arm because they don't want it. You could play the exact same word game with this. And then to say they don't care about trans kids' lives. Why is it they can't even speak about what we're talking about here? They want to give puberty blockers to 12-year-olds. They want your 14-year-old daughter to lop off her breast before she even knows who she is or what's going on before her brain is fully formed because they are psychos. There's something wrong with these people. Yeah, and... But, but I mean I, the people who are pushing this stuff, by yeah, the way. The no, people who no, are I mean, using this propaganda. That SNL clip that we played, it isn't humor. It isn't remotely nope. designed to persuade in a humorous fashion. It is, as you said... Straight propaganda. And I always say, I think about these things a lot because I've got a 15-year-old, I've got a 12-year-old, I've got an 8-year-old. So far, they have been, knock on wood, very healthy. We haven't had any major issues with them. But the idea that you would equate child health care with body mutilation, and if the trans idea is just too complex or too freighted with uh, with uh you know, basically uh, antagonism right now. I think this is an easy question to ask for every parent out there listening. Do you believe that your 14-year-old should get a tattoo? Would you be okay with your 14-year-old going into a tattoo parlor and getting a tattoo that covered their entire chest or their entire back? So, So I think everyone, Clay, would say no, obviously, but remember, the argument the left is making is is at its core a different argument, which is they would agree, I think, that that's a choice, right? That the tattoo is a choice, and so we can wait until you're 18 for that choice. Their argument about transgenderism is, this is why they say, oh, doctors get it wrong when it's babies, is that the individual is trans from birth. This is who they are. This is their it. core identity, but, right? But, so, so they're not, I mean, it's a different, they're trying to suggest. I, I, I just see them actually as pretty similar because in both cases, you're making what is essentially a lifetime decision before you are of age to be able to do it. And in fact, maybe you're right. Maybe some trans people would say, no, the tattoo shouldn't be allowed, which would actually be really funny. But I, but I think they would, by the way. I think that you that's think what they I'm would. saying. You think the average trans person would say, no, you yes. can't get a tattoo till you're 18, but you should be able to chop your boobs off at 14? Yes. The argument of the left, Clay, is that this, when a 12-year-old says, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, that is the recognition of their core, most basic, most fundamental identity. And for that to be suppressed, even for a matter of years, would be the negation of that of their personhood. Then I, and I, I, whereas a tattoo is like we could all agree is is an artistic choice that you you know I'm just saying this is how crazy they are. Well, I think if you could get a trans activist in a real debate to say no 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 you shouldn't be able to get a tattoo till you're 18, but you should be able to chop your boobs off at 14. I think on its face that clip would go so viral that parents everywhere their jaws would drop because. I'm telling you, most parents, I went to see a great movie last night, Buck, and I'll encourage everybody out there, this is not woke, uh, you can take your whole family, I went to go see Air, uh, which is the story of how Nike ended up signing Michael Jordan, uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, it's a fabulously entertaining movie, again, set in the 1980s, zero woke associated with it, and the Michael Jordan's mom is in that movie, Buck, and afterwards, I took all three of my boys and we're driving home, and she said, 
I'm concerned about Jordan making a lifetime decision in terms of what sneaker company he's going to sign with. All he wants right now is a red Mercedes convertible, and he won't care about that in a year. And it was such a, and I'm paraphrasing her commentary, but so much of being a parent, Buck, is about making your kids understand the permanence of some choices. Like I had a discussion with my 15-year-old today. He wouldn't listen to me very well. But about he uses Discord. And I said, you know that knucklehead 21-year-old who posted all those documents out there? He thought he was just hanging out on Discord with his buddies and that was never going to go anywhere else. This idea that you allow someone under the age of 18 to make a permanent life-altering decision that potentially, in many cases, could end your ability to ever have your own child is to me the essence. I don't remember very many times when there has been a good or evil decision that has to be made in the United States. People who are making these choices on behalf of kids under 18, in my opinion, are evil. I I agree 100%. I think it's monstrous, but I, I just... I want everyone to understand the full scope of the argument. I've gotten more and more people to believe, for example, or to understand that the argument of the left is not a transgender woman is a transgender woman and you should just try to make some basic accommodations. It is this is a woman. And if you make any distinction in the use of pronouns, access to bathrooms, sports teams, you're a bigot. That is the actual argument. And the reason that is the argument is the same reason why they're now pushing for this why is it, you know, it's one of these things, Clay, where they always say to us, why are you so focused on this, right? This is what the left says when they get yeah. caught doing something crazy. Well, I actually look at this and say, why are they so focused on this? Why is Disney so focused on this? Why are these massive companies, why is there this effort from the entirety of the Democrat apparatus to continue with this? I know and this, Buck. I'll, I'll tell you the answer in my They can't end progressivism has to find something new to fight about well that's that's like the macro that's yeah. the thirty thousand fold which is true but and that they want this they to be the new civil rights struggle else. but but ultimately the problem of the trans agenda is that the moment that it is uh something that a person can just decide psychologically the moment it's separated from innate immutable characteristics and identity it's going to lose so many of these protections and and changes and Title IX now and all these things, which is why they are immediately now and, and in every way that they can turning and saying this is that there are trans babies. I mean, you've actually heard this phrase there. Are, you've never heard of a trans baby 10 years babies ago. Babies is what they're calling them. What are they called? Babies. Oh, thank you. I didn't even know that. Yes. Yes. That's, okay. they've, they've legitimately created a new phrase that babies don't know their gender, and so you should call them babies, as so, in they meets babies. So, But what's fascinating here is that the argument now, the real argument, the mentality, the psychology of the left, the reason they want to pretend this is, or they really believe this is the new civil rights struggle, is that you are trans from birth, you just don't know it. Right. This is the this is the argument that is being made. Doctors What's fascinating, get sex though, of babies wrong is their argument. Yes. Doctors get the sex of babies wrong. We've, we, this is something. And what's fascinating is as it plays out, what we've seen is there are actually people who are trans and then later on realize that they were having a mental health crisis and that they're not actually a woman or they're not actually a man. And they go back. So what do they call that? What, what is You know, this is something that is completely left out of the argument. What do they call a detransitioner? They just shout them down. They say you don't exist. They say because ultimately this has become uh, the cause of the left because it's the most it's the way that they can not only destroy the family, which is always the purpose of the Marxists and the leftists, but it's also a way that the state 
can separate children from their parents. I think that's if you don't see that on the horizon, everybody, they're already get Clay, look at the look at the shield law they just passed in Washington State that we talked about. Don't have to tell someone runs away to a shelter. I'm trans. The state doesn't have to inform you know, the police don't have to inform the parents. It's crazy. You see what's happening, folks. This is why it's a fight we it's a fight we have to have. It's for honestly, I was gonna say it's for the country. It is. It's also for all the kids out there. It's to at least protect them until they're adults. You wanna have a different conversation about what happens when people are adults? Sure, fine. We're talking about kids here. Before smartphones, everyone used camcorders to record special events. Or remember old school cameras where you drop the film off somewhere to be processed, then you put the photos in an album or toss them in a box? Since VCRs are a relic of the past and photos fade with time, how about digitizing all those memories so they stay in your family forever? Our friends at Legacy Box can help you do that. They specialize in digitizing old media like videotape, Super 8 film, and whatever else your family used to record special events in your life. The great thing about doing this is you can preserve and share these memories for generations to come. It's super easy, too, since Legacy Box does all the work. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. You'll get a great discount, 50% off, and you can learn more about this whole process. Unlike other companies, Legacy Box doesn't outsource. It's based right in Clay's home state of Tennessee. That's where the company is. They keep jobs on U.S. soil. With Mother's Day next month, I mean, this is a phenomenal time to try this service if you haven't before. We've done it in my family. Clay's done it in his family. We've both relied on Legacy Box in the past. So preserve your past, your cherished memories, and save 50% right now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Buck. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? 
HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Second hour of Play Unbuck begins right now, everybody. Uh, we talked to you yesterday about the... Um, riots that occurred uh, in, or really one big riot that occurred right in Millennium Park in Chicago over the weekend. The new mayor, uh, Brandon Johnson, taking the approach that you shouldn't demonize these kids. There were people were shot and killed. There were police cars destroyed. You know, police things set on fire. But you know, don't demonize these kids. They don't have the opportunities in their communities, or something like that. That was what the mayor said. Um, you also had a uh, a shooting in Alabama uh, that happened over the weekend where, I mean, it was a horrible uh, incident at a Sweet 16 party. Uh, there were 15 teenagers shot, four killed at this Sweet 16 party. Think about what the impact on those families, uh, these young people losing their lives from this horrific act of, of violence. Um, in that incident, all of the, uh, the victims, uh, CNN has shown the four victims killed, uh, you know, so people, it's been established who, who was killed tragically in this incident. They were all black. Um, they haven't, I believe they haven't found the shooter yet, but there are some leads and, you know, we, we shall, we shall see how that ends up, but a horrific mass shooting over the weekend. Um, and, and we'll, we'll see who the assailant is soon. I would be willing to assume. I, I think that's likely to happen. Okay. What is the primary crime story that the New York Times? Clay told me this because he gets the hard copy of the New York Times, the old school paper on the front page of yes. the New York Times today. Which one has become a cause for celebrities, including Jennifer Aniston and others? Well, let's talk about this for a second. Uh, a, 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 a young African American, uh, male, Ralph Yarl, uh, was critically injured. He's 16 years old. This was in, 
Kansas City, Missouri. This this occurred just over the weekend as well. An 84-year-old man um, shot Jarl twice. Once it hit him in the head, once hit him in the arm. And uh, there's, there's an enormous outcry over this, and the 84-year-old has been arrested. He's been charged with uh, a, a Class A felony assault, which could... For anybody, be life in prison. He's obviously 84, so it's, you know, it's even a short sentence would likely mean that he would die in prison. And the facts right now are that this individual, um, uh, Andrew Lester, 84 years old, who was already in police custody, responded to a knock at the door. Essentially, Ralph, the, uh, uh, the uh, young man here, Knocked on the wrong door trying to pick up his twin brothers. And this guy, this is the story we have so far. This guy, um, Lester, uh, you know, either panicked, freaked out, or he's, you know, they're all, of course, already saying he's a horrible racist. He's 84 years old and never done this before, but they're saying, well, he's such a horrible racist that he shot this. This is the, the narrative that you're all being told. Look, obviously, this young man should not have been, based on the facts that we have now, um, should not have been shot because there was no basis for this, and it's a uh, it's a terrible incident. Um, this is front page news. What's interesting to me, Clay, and this is where I want to go to you. By the way, the young man is fine, expected to make a full recovery. Uh, is not in any danger of you know certainly not of dying, but expected to make an entirely full recovery. He was very lucky in that regard, based on where the wounds were. They've already raised three million dollars for him via GoFundMe, and. You know, I'm sure he's going to, the family will sue, and you know, there's there's a lot of things that are going to happen here. Okay. What you're not seeing on the front page of the New York Times is that Kaylin Gillis, a 20-year-old white girl, was killed over the weekend. This was in Salem, New York, which is near Saratoga Springs, uh, kind of in northern uh, northern New York. She drove into the wrong driveway. Very similar. Went into the wrong driveway, and this guy... Uh, this individual, I'm trying to see who's in custody right now. Uh, Kevin Monahan freaked out, shot this woman. She's a white girl with blonde hair, shot this woman, killed her. She is dead. There is no coming back for her. She is shot and killed. He is now, he has now been arrested and is going to be charged with, you know, a whole range of, of felonies. Why isn't this on the front page of the New York Times? She's dead. She was killed. Similar incident. The other individual is fine and is a millionaire now, or soon to be. But one of them is a front-page news story. The other one doesn't even get talked about. Yeah, and I had strong feelings about this. This is why I read the physical print newspaper. Because the front page of the newspaper is the distilled essence of the entire newsroom editorial staff on what are the most important issues of the day. And... First of all, I'm glad this kid's going to be okay. Um, I can't even imagine yeah, all of a 20-year-old who is dead I, as, as a parent to think about you know a girl going into the wrong driveway and somebody reacting and committing a murder, uh, what appears to be a murder. We'll see for more details to come out, but it seems unlikely that she posed a threat or this was a legitimate form of self-defense. We'll see, right? Um, and I think about that all the time as I've got a kid who soon will be of driving age It's a very easy error to make, right? To go to the wrong house, to get lost in a neighborhood, to pull in and try to turn around. Every single one of us listening to this has had that happen at some point in time. And, Buck, I've said this story on the show before. I've been in a car that's been shot, right, as a teenager 
out rolling. Uh, that, that is probably your craziest Clay Travis story, by the way. But yes. for anybody out there who missed it, I like when I was in high school, we went and we rolled. I know some people call TPing the, uh, the the head of the cheerleading squad. All the cheerleaders were sleeping over. I was with like five or six guy buddies. Guy in Antioch, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville, uh, shot our car twice um, as we were driving away. Uh, so this idea of people behaving irrationally and crazily is not foreign to me, right? I've experienced it in my own life. But this goes to what is what the media is doing in this country. The media in this country is trying to convince you, and all of you out there listening know this, that identity trumps everything and that you have nothing in common with a black guy or an Asian woman or a Hispanic woman if you are white. That you are in this identity politics battle, and in order for one person to triumph, somebody else has to lose. Um, and they have created this racial war by picking outlier stories and treating them as if they are representative samples of what goes on on a day-to-day basis in America today, while simultaneously ignoring what truly is often the number one story. And this is why I say, and it makes people uncomfortable sometimes to have this conversation, and unfortunately, I think as long as that uh, that, that level of, of discomfort exists, we can't make progress in anything. So let me just be straightforward and clear here. Black Lives Matter is not actually true, okay? Black lives only matter when white people, by and large, are involved in taking them. Because if black lives truly mattered, then the massive rate of black-on-black crime, murder in particular, that has skyrocketed since the George Floyd protests began, would be front-page news every single day. A black guy killing another black guy gets no attention. Barely even blip of radar. An 85-year-old white guy who doesn't even kill a black kid Front page newspaper story in the New York Times. I'm sure they'll be marching. I'm sure it'll be the number one story for multiple days. Right. Because this is all, when we talk about narrative, you're seeing narrative creation in real time with this. Correct. This one, is about one, the narrative over You know, one 84-year-old white guy who, I, you know, this guy, you know, maybe is, is in, he may have a little bit of dementia. He may be, he may have really deteriorated eyesight and is just kind of constantly in panic. I mean, we, we just don't really know very much about this guy. They're telling us he's he's racist, which is certainly possible. But, I mean, what he did doesn't seem to be in any way justified, and he's probably going to spend the rest of his life in a prison cell now. But what's the national... The national importance of the story is what... I'm not saying it's not a news story, but a front-page news story, whereas... What did I say? 15, 15 or 16? 20-year-old white blonde girl gets killed in the... Well, well, uh, there are a oh, few. Yeah, I was going to talk about Alabama. Get shot in Alabama, Look, yeah. The reason they're not making the, the reason they're assuming that the shooter in Alabama is black. The media is making that assumption right now, based on the fact that at the party were overwhelmingly young black. Well, and also because if it had been a white shooter that showed up at a black party and shot twenty people, then it would be the number one story Correct. for the next several months as so, an example of racism. But, but think, think about the think about the way they've made these distinctions now, and and I really do think. That because the Kaylin Gillis, and that is her name, that is the young woman, 20 years old, dead, okay, killed for absolutely no reason. I mean, think about this. She was in her car. Yeah. How, how could she oppose porch, anything? Not Look, walking around the house. I, I yeah. don't think, I think this, this, uh, this young black man in, in, uh, uh, Kansas City, we're moving around a lot here. I think that 
he did nothing from what I've seen. He did nothing wrong. And absolutely, it was an unjustified use of force. And that from what we've seen so far, that is what I would assume based on the facts that we have seen. So I'm I'm glad he's fine. And, you know, he deserves to get a whole lot of money and be able to take care of his family. Good. OK. Kaylin Gillis, why does she, why is her life worth less to the media? He wasn't this young man wasn't. He's going to be fine. He's not even going to you know, he's, it's not even like he lost a limb or you know he's going to be fine. She is dead. And she was killed in her car for making the same kind of mistake that the... But because it was two white people involved in the Gillis shooting, it's not a national news story? Correct. What does that tell you about the New York Times? What does that tell you about their priorities and and their sense of human life and human dignity? And by the way, I did a great pod. I would encourage you guys to go listen to the podcast that I did yesterday with Stephen A. Smith. Um, uh, probably the most prominent talent at ESPN. It was out, but we had a discussion about police shootings during that uh, podcast, Buck. And Stephen, we were talking about Colin Kaepernick's protest, and Stephen A. said it would be a much bigger story if police officers killed, you know, white people at anywhere near the rate that they do black. And I said, well, hold on. Seventy-five percent of police shootings involve white, Asian, or Hispanic people. He didn't know that. Stephen A is a smart guy. He's working in the world of sports. What percentage of people in America, Buck, do you think know that of police shooting? Go look this up yourself if you doubt it. Go look it up. The Washington Post has a detailed database. What percentage of Americans do you think know that 75% of all people shot and killed by police are white, Hispanic, or Asian? Only 25% are black. And that it doesn't happen very often at all? 10%? 20%? And the point on this is the media uses outlier stories, left-wing media in particular, to create the narrative that if you are black, you are constantly in danger of being murdered by a white person. Almost never happens. Almost never happens in the United States every year. The number of white people that act out violently to kill black people is almost non-existent. So so what happened here with with the New York Times and 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 because the incidents happened close to each other to, in on terms of timeline yeah. and were so similar, wrong house, young person shot. But the person who got killed, the New York Times doesn't care about at all. Yep. The person who was shot because he's black and the shooter was white, even though he's fine, that's a huge story. Okay. What we're being told here is that that is for the biggest newspapers that are Democrat aligned and leftists in their thinking, that is more important than all of these other incidents of violence. Why is that? Why is that the case? Why even is that incident so much more important than there's video now that has gone viral? Uh, Matt Walsh has shared it. A, a bunch of folks have been seeing this on, on Twitter of a woman entirely defenseless who is surrounded by young black men who are attacking her. Yeah. Beating her senseless on the streets of Chicago over the weekend. That's that's not one person. That's It's like 20 people all doing it, all attacking viciously and beating a woman. Why isn't that a news story at the New York Times? That would seem to be a, more, a broader indicator of mentality, of a societal problem or issue, or an issue with Chicago, public safety. But one 84-year-old guy shoots somebody that he shouldn't have shot in Kansas City, and you have the biggest celebrities now weighing in on this one. I mean, as I said, remember, he's he's going to be okay. Thank God. He's going to be fine. That's the biggest crime story in the country, the New York Times. What does that tell you? Front page of the newspaper this morning. You're seeing it right now. You're seeing the truth of who they are and how they think at the Times, the Washington Post, 
Democrat Party, the whole apparatus. You know, the saving of innocent lives is of paramount importance here. Through our partnership with preborn pregnancy clinics nationwide, we are paying attention to the lives of unborn children. Preborn Network of Clinics brings hope to pregnant women considering abortion through an ultrasound experience. That allows those mothers-to-be to meet their unborn child, hear their heartbeat, and see their movements. It's an amazing, heartfelt moment. One of those pregnant mothers is a woman by the name of Henrietta. When she discovered she was pregnant, her boyfriend wanted her to have an abortion. To his credit, he gave her the final choice. She made an appointment with a preborn network clinic counselor who encouraged her to meet her child through an ultrasound. As it turned out, Henrietta wasn't carrying one unborn child, but two babies, twins. She relied on preborn in order to receive love and assistance after deciding to go through with her pregnancy. For just $28, you can sponsor a life-changing ultrasound and write a new story. Donations of any size go towards saving babies and caring for mothers, and all contributions are tax-deductible. When you give, you'll receive pictures and stories of lives your gift helped to rescue. Donate online or via phone. The website is preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Or use your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby. Sponsored by Preborn. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Tuesday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We've had a bevy of topics that have been firing up reaction, uh, but uh, including the, the debate between Lady and the Tramp and Peter Pan, both Buck and I picking our favorite ch- Disney movie as children. I'll point out. Peter Pan just absolutely obliterating Buck's awful decision of Lady and the Tramp. This is nonsense. It is neck and neck, and it's your Twitter account that fired out this poll, sir. So it's 55-45 now. We're heading to like a 2000 Bush v. Gore finale here. (laughs) Might have to wait and see whether uh, we have the, uh, the, the flood coming in Fulton County. Uh, in Atlanta to see whether or not we can actually get any of the votes tallied. But again, at Clay Travis, at Clay and Buck, you can also uh, go vote there. Thousands of you weighing in so far. Tons of comments. I believe Ali said we have a new, uh, we're about to set, um, uh, about to set an all-time record for VIP emails. People absolutely firing away. Uh, okay, so. Really good interview last night. We were talking about this earlier in the program that we were just going to discuss it in the third hour. Tucker Carlson sat down with Elon Musk. As I said, the most successful African-American entrepreneur of all time, Elon Musk, now owns Twitter, killing it with Tesla and SpaceX. And I did love, as a part of this discussion last night that I was watching, um, when Elon Musk said, hey, actually, the business of Twitter isn't very complicated compared to building cars or sending rocket ships to space. And I, I love that because so few people who are criticizing Elon Musk understand even the most basic elements of business and what uh, going out and ending up owning uh, a company like Twitter would do. Uh, but probably the most significant thing that Elon Musk has done so far is... When he took over, Twitter had around 8,000 employees. Now I believe they are down to 1,500. And he says, it turns out you don't need that many employees if you just actually run a business as opposed to an activist organization. Listen to Cut 8. 
What percentage of your staff did you fire at Twitter? One of the great business stories of the year. <laughs> I think we're about we're about twenty uh, percent of uh, the original size. Uh, so eighty percent left. Uh, yes. So. I mean, a lot of people voluntarily. Sure, sure, but but it's eighty percent are gone from the day that's, you took that's over. That's correct. Yes. So how do you run the company with only twenty percent of the staff? Uh, it turns out uh, you don't need uh, all that many people to run Twitter. But eighty percent—that's a lot. Um, yes. Uh, over. I mean, if you're, if you're not trying to run some sort of uh, glorified activist organization, uh, with, with and you're not care that much about censorship, then uh, you can really let go of a lot of people, it turns out. The, the employees that he's referring to here, when he says it's a glorified activist organization, is exactly what it was. And by the way, that is what YouTube is. That is what Facebook is. The same or worse pre-Elon at those places um, uh, as, as, it is, as it was at, at Twitter. And, and I think that everyone needs to remember that and think about the ways that that influences all political issues, but specifically... Uh, the 2020 election, you had activist groups posing as free speech exchange of idea platforms, which was a, which was a total lie. Um, but it was, you know, Clay, did you ever see uh, there were these Instagram videos and TikToks? And th- this really happened before Elon bought it of people who were like, hey, a day in my life at Twitter. I'm just like going to go like go walk in at like 11 a.m. and now i'm just gonna like walk around oh look at this free sushi today amazed like gonna go take a nap now like oh we have like a uh, like a trust safety and dei thing we're gonna go to that it was was like day camp for adults and people were making videos about what a joke it was and how they were being fed and and getting like free massages and yoga therapy during the work day at this place so yeah it, what's amazing is that the people who complain about Twitter never have an answer for Twitter was going to go bankrupt. This was going to happen. Twitter was going to die as a business altogether. Elon saved it. Um, but that's because everyone has to remember tw- the purpose of Twitter. No, it started out under the promise that it would be a free speech platform. That was what, that was how they got people like me and you using it, right? When did you, I think I started Twitter in 2011 when I got into media for the first time. Yeah. So, I, I started Twitter when I had, I think my second book was about to come out and I was thinking, okay, this was like 2008. And I thought I need as much wow. promotional opportunity, maybe 2009, maybe in 2009. I need as much promotional opportunity as I possibly can. So I started my Twitter account in 2009 and rapidly realized how much i like it um in terms of just a mechanism by which news stories spread um but now you know a part of me wonders i think it's certainly been worth it for my career to be on twitter i cannot imagine buck being a real human that does not use twitter for work and being obsessively on it does that make sense like i have friends who are practicing attorneys and they say, for instance, I work so much, the last thing I want to do is worry about what is trending on social media on any given day. And I appreciate people out there who are fighting in their free time. I've not, I, I have a, I've not been on Facebook in probably a decade. Like I don't remember the last time I went and looked at anything on Facebook. I don't think I would be on social media very much if we didn't have the jobs that we have. But what Elon Musk is doing is incredibly important. I want to play a couple of more cuts because while he's getting ripped to shreds, I thought this was interesting. Did you see who Elon voted for? He yep. voted for Biden over Trump in 2020. 
So when people are out there talking about it, what a far right wing ideologue he is, listen to cut nine. You've allowed Donald Trump back on Twitter. He hasn't taken you up on your offer because he's got his own thing. Right. Do you think he will go back on Twitter? Well, that's that's obviously up to him. Um, you know, my, my, my job is to, uh, you know, I, I take the, the freedom of speech very seriously. So it, it's, um, you know, I didn't I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I actually voted for Biden. I'm not, not saying I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Biden because I, I, I would think that would probably be inaccurate. Uh, but um, you know, we have difficult choices to make in these presidential uh, yep. elections. It's not. I I, I would prefer. Frankly, that we 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 put someone just a normal person <laughs> as president. I think that's probably overwhelmingly the uh, the wish, right? So, so I, I think it's so interesting because what Elon has showed uh, with with Twitter specifically, and I think it's so important for everyone to remember. Extra, forget even about just social media companies. Uh, think about the education bureaucracy. Think about the federal government. They're all of these places that once they're in a position to the commissars the political enforcers start to pile in and then it's you know it it kind of accelerates the effect snowballs is why if you look at public education in the united states over the last uh, 20 years something like and someone's going to fact check me on this but something like for every teacher that has been added there are six administrators yeah and a lot of these administrators just push around paperwork for the unions so that other people who can, you know, it's essentially a jobs program for people that shouldn't have jobs or you know, aren't doing anything worthwhile. Um, Twitter was effectively a massive surveillance and suppression operation masquerading as a free speech platform. That's what you can really take from the Elon discussion with, with Tucker last night. It reminds me of the secret police in East Germany, right? After the partition, the Stasi clay had about a hundred thousand full time, like spy surveillance people and hundreds of thousands of part-time collaborators. So you're talking about people whose job was just to monitor what you're saying and doing in the hundreds of thousands in the employ of the state. For uh, East Germany, I think, had like 15 million people, something like that. Not that big. That was Twitter. I think it's so important to point out that he voted for Joe Biden because the way that the left-wing media in this country is treating Elon Musk is as if he is some far right wing ideologue. And to me, it's representative of the graphic that we talked about. We did the Patrick Bet David podcast on Friday. It's the way that I feel in particular. And I saw Elon share it several years after I did. The left has gone so far left wing in this country that I actually think if you're one of the 75 or 80% of the American public, People who believe things like America is a pretty great place to live. Uh, by and large, Americans are pretty fair and friendly to others. Capitalism works. The meritocracy is real. And I'm just tossing off a few of those things. Western civilization, by and large, is beneficial to society as a whole. If you just believe basic things like that, the left doesn't tolerate you anymore. And even a guy like Elon Musk will be susceptible. Buck, you see what's written about me. You know, like I'm a right wing extremist. Well, how? What do you? What does he believe? That's right wing extremism. He thinks that you know boys and girls should not compete against each other in sports. He thinks that biology is real. He thinks that you should be able to make a decision for your family about whether your kids have to wear masks in schools. Like these are all very rational, reasonable things that have been completely rejected by the left, and that is what I think is is illuminating here. Remember. 
the party that claims that it's so convinced of its moral rectitude is desperately afraid, Buck, of its ideas actually having to be debated in the public square. That's well, I, the reality I, of where we are. I think that those on the on the left or on the Democrat side of things who um, have certain principles rooted in, you know, they call themselves liberals, which I've always thought is a, is a total misnomer for the people that are liberals in this country because they are they are anti-liberty. They are statists or they are authoritarians. Um, they will never leave you alone. They want to tell you what to do. We all understand the mentality. Wokeness is the same. Wokeness is the antithesis of liberty. Wokeness is you can't say, think, or anything that is against, in a sense, the revolution or the hive mind is to be destroyed, right? And, you know, you, you've seen this playing out over, over a number of years now. And I just think that Clay, honestly, um, you know, we're, we're at a point now where Elon and others like him, Realize that the Democrats, I mean, there's a monster that has been created on the left here. And people like Bill Maher, you can see he kind of knows. Now they egged it on. They were voting for it, but that monster will consume everything. That monster will destroy Western civilization if it continues. So there are some people now, I think, that have a little bit of lib regret. And the only way for that lib regret to finally flourish is a massive ass kicking. Because unless we get a monumental win, in a presidential election, then Democrats are not going to acknowledge that the woke monster has taken over their party and alienated them from vast majorities of white, black, Asian, and Hispanic people all over this country who believe that America is a force for good. You don't risk your life to come here because you think this is a fundamentally racist and oppressive society. I, I don't even mean this as a as an ask uh, or as a question about Trump's competency or how well he did because I, I thought he was a very good president you have said that you thought he's a very good president but it's just to look at the actual power structures in this country and how they operate even with a figure like trump who was a fighter a brawler and and was instinctually very well suited to just fight the commies right did the communists in this country gain ground or lose ground at the end of the trump administration and I'm not saying this is on Trump. I'm saying, you know, it's, it's, it's Disney. It's the media. It's everything, right? It's, it's education. It's all these things. But even when we win an election, even when we have a figure like Trump, I, I think, you know, I, by the way, I don't even pretend that I have a clear answer to that. I think you could push both ways, but wokeness certainly wasn't defeated after four years of Trump. I mean, look what they managed to pull off in the 2020 election. There's no doubt. The only thing I think you can point to and say, uh, at least we have this is the Supreme Court. Because imagine where we'd be without the Supreme Court. I mean, they have been the best backstop against authoritarian impulse in the Biden administration. That's the single biggest win, by the way, that Donald Trump delivered that is lasting. Forget, you know, what, what he did and his regulations and his treatment of the border. Unfortunately, that stuff can be flipped by a Democrat, as we see. But the Supreme Court, the reason it, it, it enrages the libs so much is that there's a permanence or at least a semi-permanence to it. It lasts for decades. My Patriot Supply makes the world's best emergency food. Specially prepared meals packaged in such a way you can safely store them in their home for 20 years if needed. We've got this in the Travis household. One for me, one for my wife, one for each of our three kids. When you need to rely on this food, you hope you never will. It's insurance. Just like you hope you're never going to need car insurance or home insurance or life insurance. 
Do you feel comfortable that food is always going to be available for your family? Frankly, I don't. Three-month emergency food kit that'll last for years, over 2,000 calories every day for breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, and snacks. It will last for a long time. You can order yours today, and in the meantime, you can get along with your order an Alexa Pure Pro Water Filtration System valued at $279. You can get it for free as a bonus. That way you're securing food and purified water for whatever the next crisis might emerge. Water's something we all take for granted until we don't have access to it. Don't let that be you. Think ahead and go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro all shipped to your doorstop in discreet boxes. Free shipping included. Don't let the emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass you by. Act today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Uh, we are rolling through the Tuesday edition of the program. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go join. Everyone signed up for the podcast. Tens of millions of downloads every single month. We love all of you listening on the 500-some-odd radio stations all over this fabulous country. But we want you to be able to listen to everything. Make sure you don't miss out on any moment of the program. Okay, a couple of things that uh, happened over the weekend that we didn't get to yesterday. I wanted to play this audio for you. The Biden administration has come out against a bill that is going to be passed by Republicans in the House and I think probably also passed by the Senate which would essentially let it be known that men, that is biological men who decide to identify as women, have no uh, space in women's athletics. That sounds like the most baseline normal aspect of uh, competition. That's why we have men's and women's sports, not a unisex battle uh, for competition. Um, but the Biden administration has come out against it. And they actually had a, I thought, really interesting discussion about this on Bill Maher's show over the weekend. Let's play cut 30 here of Bill Maher going after the Biden administration over this woke ridiculousness. Listen. Title IX in the early 70s was yeah. something that was a, it was a major event in feminism that we finally have this law that says at colleges, right, and I think high schools too, but definitely colleges, women women's sports have to be given equal to men's sports so that women aren't getting, you know, and this led to the WNBA and lots of other stuff. This seems to be the opposite of that. It seems to be so many instances, I think, where wokeness is the opposite of what I grew up as liberalism. Liberalism was let's give the women an equal shot. I mean, this is let, let's I mean, put a male in the in the swimming pool right, with the women. I don't get it. So I, I actually think that the rewriting of a lot of what Title IX did is an interesting component of this too. Title IX effectively caused the end of men's collegiate wrestling in a lot of places, collegiate rowing, something I know a little bit about. Um, they destroyed all these men's programs. It turns out that actually there's a greater interest in a greater number of sports for men to actually just compete and play in than there are for women. But, Clay, as you know, because you have massive m amounts of money going towards men's uh, football and men's uh, – football is the big one, right? Some other sports, maybe basketball gets some money, some other things. But all it meant is that now you're going to spend all this money on women's teams that nobody goes to see, that nobody really cares about. you got to recruit for these women's teams that don't really do very much for the school. And you got rid of a whole lot of uh, of men's athletics as a result. I mean, crew teams in particular were a big casualty. This uh, wrestling, you probably know there's some other sports too, where right? they were just cutting the men's programs to get more parity in the budget. So there was a destructive component even to Title IX that I think people don't really talk about. Um and I was familiar with this because of college rowing and what was going, you know, we'd sometimes you'd row against a men's team and they were like, it was like they had a bathtub and, you know, and two paddles they're trying to go by you. And then for, you row against people. the, our women would row against the women's team and they had thirty, forty thousand dollar new shells, you know, going down the river. I mean, 
Title IX. This is why I've always thought somebody floated this argument to me legally a while back, Buck. And Loaded play. I, it was I see what you did there. Yeah, no pun intended. Uh, I thought this was brilliant. And the argument was football isn't a men's sport. Women are open to making football teams and playing. They're just not good enough to ever make the team. And so football is actually a unisex sport. Men and women can both compete in it. 85 men just happen to get the scholarships as opposed to women. And I always thought, well, that's really kind of an interesting argument, right? Because there is no women's football team. So there's just a football team. But the result, for people out there who don't understand it, Title IX effectively mandated equal scholarships for men and women. And because football takes up 85 male scholarships, they women, if you're a women's diver or a field hockey player, you might well get a scholarship. And the, the, one, the sport that really gets screwed on at Buck is baseball because virtually no school in America gives full scholarships to baseball players but every softball player would get a full scholarship, for instance, because they have to make up for the 85. And so I think the average male uh, baseball team only gets like eight scholarships for all of the players. That I, I know are on scholarships the team. are a big part. Of, is it only scholarship, though, or is it, is it just the overall spend in the athletic program? I thought they needed no, parity in the spin, spend. Well, the parity in the spend comes primarily through scholarships through because the football scholarships, costs right. way more. But football makes money and effectively funds entire athletic departments at many schools. Every school loses money on virtually every sport other than football and basketball. And some schools even lose money on football. Uh, but I wanted a lot play- of my understanding, because I actually looked into this, is a book called The Game of Life written by a guy out of Princeton where they looked at very few schools even make money all in on their football program. Very few yeah. relatively. I'm not talking about, you know, you, Michigan and the yeah. big schools that you like. But like D3, D2 schools, losing oh, money yeah. on those football programs. Wildly expensive. And also, to be fair, a lot of athletic programs are run to spend every dollar that they make. So you're a nonprofit. So most of them are either lost leaders or they're basically, they're not trying to make money, right? If you were trying to make money, you would have a football and a men's basketball program, basically cancel out anything else. But I wanted to play this too, because I actually respect Piers Morgan here. Uh, because he says to Katie Porter, why hasn't he had you on his show? Well, I'm seeing people doing the Pierce show. What's going on, Clay? You I guys are in, Fox you know, News colleagues. Yeah, I did We're get invited Piers one out. time, one time on Pierce's show. I'd like to use a trip to London and write the whole thing off. If anybody from Piers Morgan's show is listening, I'd love to be on your show. I'll take a trip to London, write off the entire trip, uh, so that I can appear on the oh, show. Oh, you have one been on the show. Times. I didn't realize that. So I guess I I'm, have not. Oh, you have not. not. I've been okay. invited, but I wasn't able to do it, and then they didn't reach out again. Um, but Katie Porter may well be the next senator from California, and she is a left-wing zealot ideologue, um, not very likable person, appears to be an awful uh, employer if you're a staff member of Congress. But Piers Morgan, she went after Riley Gaines, who we've had on this program a lot, Riley Gaines, former swimmer at Kentucky. She went after Riley Gaines and the arguments that she's making, and Piers Morgan actually pushed back and said, wait a minute, what do you disagree with that she's saying? And this was fantastic. Listen. Including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be... Should what do you disagree with out of interest? I think that it should be up to sporting bodies to make the decisions about who but and what how she What has she said compete. that's actually wrong? 
I think that what she has done is try to turn this. We talked about people, you know, becoming using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. That's not what she's doing. It's I mean, not? I, I've got no chuck for right against personally, but all I've seen her do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. She, she, has she, she actually competed oh. against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. She can't even explain, Buck, what she disagrees with, but the orthodoxy requires her. This I see yes. this so often. I disagree with everything she's saying. Okay, what in particular? Well, you can't even explain it. This is that that was so perceptive and well done, I thought, by Piers Morgan. I have I do know some leftists, real leftists in the media, um, personally, and I've had more than one confide to me on this issue. And I will not yeah. call them out because I know them personally and they confided to me, but they know that this is crazy and they just yes. don't want the trans activists to come after them. They have told me that. So that is the reality of being a Democrat today. You have to say things that everybody knows are completely insane, including the person saying it, because if you don't, the lunatic police will come after you. And it's not even that on top of it, Buck. ESPN, as part of their regular programming, said that Leah Thomas was one of the women of the year. So if your kid is just sitting down, eating breakfast, watching sports highlights, there was a one-minute-long advertisement talking about how heroic Leah Thomas was, a dude, for being a top women's athlete. They, I mean, this is on a sports network, which theoretically understands, sports fans should, the importance of you know age restrictions, yeah. weight restrictions. We, we, we need uh, to do a parody. We, we need to get like, we need to get like a, you know, a 240-pound bearded dude, like a macho man Randy Savage, yeah. who just claims that he's actually, you know, eight years old, and then he just goes onto the Pee Wee <laughs> Football League and it's just like stiff-arming little kids into the dirt. Like, yeah, I'm I eight because I say I am. If you are listening to us right now and you wanted to create an incredible documentary and you're a pretty good male athlete, it would just be... You're going to identify as a woman in women's athletic competitions all over the country. You could have a beard. You could be 6'4", ripped. Don't change anything other than maybe you decide to occasionally wear a dress and just ridicule and mock this and see how many women's championships you could actually win. I think it would be incredibly powerful both for comedy, satire, but also just an evisceration of the lies that you are required to believe if you are a left-wing Democrat acolyte right now. Um, so this reminds me, I think it's called a a Sokol hoax. And this is when, to, to test how crazy academia was, this academic, um, Alan Sokol, a physics professor at NYU, uh, submitted a paper that was all gibberish to a, uh, you know, highly accredited academic journal of physics. It was just jargon and gibberish, and it was called Transgressing the Boundaries Towards a Transformative Hermeneutics of Quantum Gravity. It, Clay, it means nothing. It was, no, the whole thing was just yeah. jargon. Um, and the poor, the, uh, the point of it was just to show that this is all about conformity and virtue signaling and, you know, they don't even read this stuff. They don't know. You kind of need to do a Sokol, a Sokol hoax. So that, that's what you're really talking about yeah. where a guy is just like, I'm a woman. 
and I'm just going to go in there, and we're going to I'm going to you know compete in you know the what what do you think would be the best event? What would be the best? I, I like I like doing it in tennis because they're not going to hurt anybody, right? That's the thing. I you know I, I don't want oh, anyone I mean, to get a injured. Great in this tennis process. player just smoking chicks, like especially because you could wear like a tennis skirt, <laughs> which would I mean you could dress to further. I think basketball. Like, if you had a legitimately good men's college basketball player and he decided he was going to play in the WNBA, he would almost immediately become the greatest Wasn't WNBA there a player movie? ever. There was a Juwan, movie. Juana Man, 20 years ago, <laughs> mocked and ridiculed the concept oh, of this, but we could have a real-life Juana Man, uh, and you could have a player who was, you know, I mean, if you're a college scholarship male basketball player, you would be the greatest player that's ever existed in the history of the WNBA. You could be dunking on these chicks like crazy. You could be trash-talking. How would the WNBA respond if a guy decides that he's identifying as I a mean, he'd score, every, he'd score every time he got the ball. They wouldn't be able to stop him, I think, a I mean, single for, Remember, Buck, you get to play with a smaller basketball, so you have a greater likelihood of making a shot because the ball is smaller associated with the rim. Nobody talks about this. Uh, you, The guy could hold the basketball like it was a softball, right? I mean, like his hand would be so gargantuan. He would get 50 rebounds a game. He would get like 20 dunks a game. Nobody could stop this dude. I, I think, I think, I think the WNBA, that's, it has to be WNBA. That would be, a I think good it would be place. the best, the, the place to ridicule yeah. it. Yeah. Inflation and prices are rising, and now there's a banking crisis to worry about. With the current stock market volatility, how are your retirement accounts doing? The Phoenix Capital Group says the time to diversify your investments is right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8 to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. There are both in, both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.